Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a blessed, successful morning, as always, and be sure to check out the new updated product of the week. You voted it one, the HGH Stimulate Powder, one of the most effective products we have that helps with uh, maintaining healthy blood pressure also increases muscle endurance, increases energy in the gym without any type of stimulants, no caffeine in it. Really, really strong formula. I know a lot of people, it's one of their favorite ones. So be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com. It will be up on products of the week within the next hour or the week and vote for what you want to see win next week. And again, we thank you for the continued support. We've gotten everything caught up and out from the Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale, we were working overtime, making sure every box got out, every shipment went out, everything got out as fast as we could possibly get it. Even with a lot of the rush from other companies sending out products, we tried to make sure we got everything ahead of the curve and tried to make sure we have your product to you as fast as physically possible. So thank you for making Health Masters your number one supplement choice in the world. We appreciate that. And first thing I want to start off with, I got an article yesterday and I thought it was fake news at first. I'll be honest with you. It took me a bit. I had to research it to make sure it was actually completely accurate. And it was. And it is a study that was published in the National Library of Medicine in the NIH. And it was interesting because this study, which was basically uh, its number was the PMC ID, PMID, PubMed ID, 36381188. You can find it online, but I'm going to post it on the website so you guys can look at it because this is probably one of the most far-reaching, bizarre propaganda studies I've ever seen issued in the United States when it comes to actual science. This is, this is so far grasping at straws, I really truly thought it was fake news. And I had another friend send it to me this morning, and it's starting to make its rounds. Ironically enough, this thing was published last month in September. And excuse me, two months ago, September or November, and in November, it was published two, over two months ago in September, yet it garnished very little coverage whatsoever. It was pretty much silently published and didn't really get any coverage whatsoever. And then suddenly people found it last week and realized uh, this can't be real. There's no way this is possibly real. And I'll read you the abstract from it. You guys can read the entire thing because they have 25 references in it, which are all primarily cherry-picked to, to, to go in the direction they want it to go, but it does not correlate whatsoever that they're actually trying to show this actually causes it. This is pure theater propaganda, and the title of the study – was COVID-19 vaccines and the misinterpretation of perceived side effects clarity on the safety of vaccines. Now, when you first hear that, you're kind of like, what is that supposed to mean? Well, I'll read you the abstract right now. So as much of the anti-vaccination sentiment could be contributed to the alleged side effects that are perpetuated across social media from anti-vaccination groups. All right. Fear-mongering and misinformation being peddled by people with no scientific training to terrorize people into staying unvaccinated is not just causing people to remain susceptible to viral outbreaks, but could also be causing more side effects seen in the vaccination process. This brief review will offer data that may demonstrate that misinformation perpetrated by the anti-vaccination movement may be causing more deaths and side effects from the vaccine. 
The review of published literature have been conducted and found that mental stress clearly causes vasoconstriction and arterial construction of the blood vessels. Now, this is accurate. Severe stress can cause serious problems on the cardiovascular system. Usually, it's extended over a large period of time, and it has to be extreme stress, but that is accurate. So, therefore, if subjects are panicked, concerned, stressed, and scared of a vaccine, their arteries will constrict and become smaller in and around the time of vaccination. You see where this is going. This biological mechanism is more, more than likely causing for what there have been blood clots, strokes, heart attacks, dizziness, and faints that may be experienced shortly after the vaccine administration. The extreme mental stress of patients will, is most likely attributed to the fear-mongering and scare tactics used by various anti-vaccination groups. This paper does not aim to rule out or in or out every side effect seen, but it's highly likely that many of the side effects seen after a subject has received the vaccine is the result of restricted and congested blood flow from blood vessels and arterial construction caused by emotional distress based around fear of vaccines and misinformation. I can't even fathom the fact that somebody got this published. This guy that basically got this published was Raymond D. Palmer. And then what he did was they put 25 different references. Uh, references go into detail how it's been studied that extreme physical and psychological stress can cause issues in cardiovascular problems and strokes, which is true. So what they literally have done now is they're saying the reason why so many people are coming down with myocarditis and blood clots and heart attacks. The primary reason this is happening is not because of the shot. It's because people are getting stressed out about getting the shot because people are telling them the shot's bad. So they're stressing themselves out and they're giving themselves heart attacks right after the shot because they're stressed out about it. <laughs> I can't even come up with something this far reaching. And the fact I didn't even think they would do something on this level, quite frankly, this even boggles my mind how far fetched this is. But this again shows you the level of propaganda they're willing to stoop to when literally they're now saying, and I can tell you what's going to happen now next is the reason why they put the study out. They're going to use this as ammunition once the time comes and they're going to start saying, this is why we have to ban free speech on COVID-19. This is why misinformation has to be completely banned because the misinformation that the anti-vaxxers are peddling, it's killing people now because they're telling people the side effects are being caused by the vaccine. That's a complete lie. The vaccines are totally safe. It's totally normal for 18-year-old high school athletes to be coming down with myocarditis right after they get the shot. It's totally normal for mid-20-year-old athletes and mid-30-year-old adults to be coming down with myocarditis and heart attacks right after they get the shot. That's totally normal because they're being stressed out by people that are telling them not to get the shot. This, again, is straight-up pure propaganda right out of Joseph Goebbels' playbook, if you research it enough. And the fact that they're doing this shows me they're getting ready to start doing a massive, massive free speech invasion campaign and a completely and totally another aggressive vaccine campaign on the American population to try to force them into getting this shot and telling everyone – it's totally safe and effective. We don't know why you're not getting this. It's totally normal. The only reason people are getting sick is because of what they're being told by anti-vaxxers. Now, if you see the next article that just came out on RSV, the virus that they're saying now is becoming extremely prevalent in children. 
all across the country now. And of course, they're saying this RSV is not a side effect whatsoever of children being vaccinated, which it may or may not be. I find it quietly ironic that RSV has become such a serious problem in young children. And now they're saying this. I kid you not. They are now saying that Pfizer has now done trials and they're getting ready to request approval for a RSV shot that you give pregnant women while they're pregnant to protect the child against RSV in utero. And it's totally safe and effective. It's the only way to protect your child against RSV. Not as discussing the fact that the vast majority of children that are coming down with RSV have basically been injected with other shots from the two-month, three-month, six-month, 12-month shot schedule. If you look at the DTaP vaccine, RSV and other respiratory viruses are known side effects from the DTaP vaccine that they start giving kids in the few months that they're born. Guys, this isn't abnormal. This is something that's very easy to see in research if you look at it, but yet suddenly, only thing we can do now, only thing we can do to protect these children against RSV is start injecting pregnant mothers. Now, the clinical trials that I've read on this, there's no long-term efficacy whatsoever because they've only been doing them for the last year and a half now. And suddenly, isn't it funny? Isn't it ironic? And I don't mean funny, haha. Isn't it ironic that they've been working on these clinical trials now for the past few years and looking at the research on RSV? And suddenly, there's an RSV outbreak across the country that's affecting all these children that nobody could have possibly known about. And suddenly Pfizer comes to the rescue. We already have a vaccine ready for pregnant women. Now we're demanding the FDA approve it so we can protect all these children against RSV and mothers need to get it while they're pregnant. Isn't it very coincidental timing that all of this is happening at the exact same time? No, in my opinion, it's not coincidental whatsoever. You know, my buddy said the other day, he said, one of the, Best things about being a conspiracy theorist is not having myocarditis. And I kind of laughed. I thought, how sad is that statement? But how true is that statement now? Isn't it ironic that a large percentage of the people that are not getting these shots and not coming down with health problems are very healthy and normal? But yet you're constantly seeing people that are getting the shot and they're having all these constant problems with coughing, upper respiratory issues, chronically getting ill, coming down with all types of illnesses on a regular basis with a compromised immune system. My friends, this is becoming a serious issue. When I saw this RSV shot now being pumped by the mainstream media and Pfizer's asking for approval by the end of the year by the FDA, right when you're allegedly seeing this RSV outbreak that they don't want to link to any of the other childhood shots at all combined with the COVID shot. Because remember, I brought this question up and nobody in the scientific community has been able to rebuttal me on this. All these other shots that have been approved by the FDA, DTaP, all these other ones. They have been being used for years, and we know there's severe side effects to them. However, we've never seen at all under any circumstances the MMR shot combined with the DTaP shot combined with an RNA gene therapy COVID shot. That was not tested ever. That has never been done ever. So now you're suddenly taking these children that are now getting these shots at six months, 12 months, 18 months, and now suddenly you're dumping an RNA gene therapy shot in the midst with all these other injections that are already known to have side effects, and suddenly we're saying, oh, no, it's totally unrelated. has nothing to do with that whatsoever. None of this can be related at all. The RNA shot's totally safe. 
how in the world does anybody know it's safe? Because there's not been one single piece of data that I have seen or has ever been released that shows RNA gene therapy shots being used in conjunction with other childhood shots at all, period. So how does anybody know it's safe? The answer is they don't. There's nobody. If anybody tells you they know it's safe to combine RNA gene therapy shots with childhood shots, they're bold-faced lying to you because there's not a smidgen of data to prove so. This needs to get brought up. I brought it up when the FDA approved it with Pfizer over the summer. I still have yet to people even understand or realize that concept. It's like when we – Dad and I have brought it before. When you start having somebody that goes on, say, statin drugs for cholesterol – then they start having issues with blood pressure. So they go on blood pressure medication. And then they start having issues with some type of other inflammatory prompts. They go on that. Then they start having headaches. So then they go on another type of medication. And then they start having some type of injury and they go on oxycodone. Now all of a sudden they're on six, seven, eight different medications and they're having severe side effects all across the board. The drug manufacturers, pharmaceutical companies, never test any of these drugs in conjunction with one another in most cases at the beginning. Now, in some cases, they test some one or two other drugs to see if it's going to reduce the efficacy or the function of the drug. But there's no possible way to test one drug against two or 3,000 other pharmaceutical drugs on the market. It would be so cost prohibitive it wouldn't work. Think about that for a second. Why is nobody talking about combining the RNA gene therapy shot with these children in the childhood vaccines? Now we're seeing RSV explode. Now suddenly Pfizer comes out and says they have an RSV vaccine magically that just got showed up, that just showed up with clinical trials for pregnant women in utero. And that, again, that's going to be totally safe for these kids because, well, they said it. And, of course, Pfizer is the science now. What do you think, Tim? <laughs> Pfizer is the pseudoscience is what it is. The whole thing exactly is a nightmare. Right. No, it's stupid. I, I, I saw this at Florida State. Uh, you get these, these researchers in there, and they're told what to come up with. They're told how to determine the outcome before the test is even done. They're told what to begin with, You know what the outcome has to be, or they'll lose their grants. Uh, they're told basically this is the findings that we want, or we're gonna lose, you're going to lose your grants. Uh, these are the findings that we want, or you're not going to be used again in any kind of research protocol. I mean, honor, I, just, I could go on. I go on there. 25 different ways of explaining that and what they do they start with the solution before they start with the problem and then that way they work the solution back into the problem and they say oh by the way this is the solution for this problem these people are not vaccinated you've got conspiracy theorists who are still alive and don't have myocarditis who are telling everybody they're still alive and don't have myocarditis but that has to be conspiracy theory because they have to be dead what what well that's what they wanted us to be isn't it they want everybody to be injected all the unvaxxed the unclean masses of the unvaxxed I'm, I'm, i wasn't going to read this on the air but i'm, I'm going to read this on the air i'm, I'm just going to just this is just, just interesting to me that this is a, a part of what happens, you know, in the real world when you kind of look at what's happening as far as, you know, who these people are and what they believe. And, and you know, and it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that, you know, these people are basically just a bunch of weirdos. And, and here's here's what they say. OK, let's let's put let's let's replace this 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 put unvaccinated into this. You believe the unvaccinated are the root of society's problems. You support a passport system that clearly identifies you and your unvaccinated status. You believe the unvaccinated should not be sitting next to you in a restaurant. You believe the unvaccinated should not be should be blocked from shopping at certain businesses. Uh, you want the unvaccinated terminated from their place of employment. You believe the unvaccinated should be put into camps in the quarantine facilities and FEMA camps. You believe the unvaccinated should have medical experiments forced on them. You believe all of this because it's okay, because science says it's so and it's legal. I mean, this is unreal. 
You know, it kind of sounds like the doggone Nazis in World War II and how they persecuted the Jews. I mean, you just you pick a group of people that you don't like and start just going after them. And the crazy part about this stuff is that you sit back and you look at it and you go, what the heck, man? How did this happen? How did we get to this point? And we talk about it all the time. We talk about how the culture has been completely and totally basically wiped out because of the of the agenda of the globalists and their new world, one world order. And they want to control everything, including food production and energy production and everything. And we see all this stuff happening. and We kind of just shake our heads and we go, you know, what the heck are we involved in? Why in the heck are we doing this? Why in the heck are we part of all of this stuff? And you start to realize, hey, this is an issue that we have. And these issues are basically being forced on us by pharmakia. And pharmakia, it talks about in the book of Revelation, is that group of the individuals, these Kabbalist, Luciferian, cultish weirdos that run the planet, these are the ones that want to get everybody drugged into, into a stupor so they can control them. You know, it, it's very difficult to get somebody to march into a, you know, into a single file position in front of a ditch when they know they're going to get shot. Think about that for a second. You, you see all these old war movies from World War One and World War Two, and they all march out in front of this ditch full of dead bodies, and they machine gun them down. The next group of people march up into the machine gun in front of the list, and they get mowed down. It's a lot easier if you put them into a stupor. They don't know where they are. You drug them first, and you get them so they're completely and totally servile, and, and basically they don't know what's really going on, or they're in a, they're in a, they're in a, they're, in a, they're in a psychotic state because they're not realizing what's happening to them. And then you can mow them down and let them drop into the ditch and bring the next line up. I mean, think through that. I mean, how in the world did that happen? You know, in World War One and World War Two, and I will mention by both sides of the military, the, the you know the people that were with us and the people that we were fighting against. And the problem with all of this stuff is they understand the psyche of the American people and the psyche of the people in general. They don't want to be lined up in front of a ditch. If they know they're going to die, they might as well run away. They might as well fight against the one guy with the machine gun. They might as well rush the machine gun nest. They might as well do something. I mean, just get try to at least if going to go out, go out with your boots on. But if you drug them into a stupor, they don't do that. You know, how do you get people to to you know to get into a cattle car? I mean, how do you, how do you get all this stuff? How, how do you do all of that stuff? Well, number one, you got to disarm them, don't you? And people with ARs don't get into cattle cars. Just thought I'd mention that. We just don't don't do that. And that's one of the biggest reasons they want to take the Second Amendment rights away from us. You know, Hitler disarmed everybody. You know, Stalin went about disarming everybody. You know, when people walk in with machine guns and you've got a, you know, pickaxe, or which, by the way, is a very formidable weapon if it's used properly, if you can get to the person who's 100 yards away shooting at you, which is very impossible to do, pretty much. But, you know, you have the ability to defend yourself. And, and that's why they want to, and that's why the fathers of our country gave us the Second Amendment. So for our protection. To make sure that the government didn't go completely and totally berserkoid and start taking away our rights and our liberties that God gave us. I mean, this is the problem that we run into when you have a constitutional republic that's been usurped. And I've said this on the show a dozen times and also said the same thing. Our constitution is wholly inadequate for a group of unbelievable heathen criminals running the show. It was made for a godly people that were being basically controlled by the morals of God and by the word of God. I'm going to say something to you guys. This is important. I'll say it to you just as blunt as I can. You know, I've got a friend of mine, and she's. I've got a bunch of people that I talk to all the time. They're listeners, et cetera. They're always asking me for advice. And I always, here's, here's, here's the bottom line. If ladies, if you're going out with a, a man or your ladies or women, if you're men, you're going out with a woman, and you go to dinner and you're in a public setting and you pray out loud, okay, and the person with you is extremely uncomfortable, or if you go out with somebody and they don't want to pray out loud, 
and they don't want to show their gratitude for God for the meal in a restaurant because they don't want anybody to be embarrassed, et cetera, et cetera. That's a really good acid test to determine the level of Christianity that person has. You guys know this. Many of you see me do it. You know, if someone asks me for prayer, I will stop what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm in the middle of a crowded room and I will pray for them right there. I always do that. If someone asks me for prayer online, which you guys, when you, you, you contact askdrtedb at yahoo.com, I'll stop what I'm doing while I'm reading your email. I will pray for you, and I will say, I just pray for you. You know, prayer is the quintessential power that God gave us as Christians to come boldly into his throne room, the throne room of grace through Jesus Christ, through the blood of the Lamb, and stand in aggregate as Christians to know that we are the children of the Most High God. And when we come to him, we are, we're in gratitude and we thank him, especially during, during, during food time and we're eating during mealtime, it really, really brings joy to God. I'm telling you this, it does, because we're thanking him for the things that he's done for us. But these people that are the pretenders, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, I want to go out with a Christian girl, or oh, I'm a Christian, I want to go out with a Christian guy, and they get embarrassed by little simple things like praying. you got to really ask yourself a question. How deep is their Christianity? How deep is their commitment to God? How deep? I mean, are they the ones that are going to sit there and deny Christ? Are they the ones that are going to stand firm and aggregate and say God is God and Jesus is Jesus and I serve the Most High God through the blood of the Lamb, through Jesus Christ, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit? Are they going to say that? Or are they going to shy away and go, oh, I don't want to embarrass myself. Oh, I don't want to – no, no. Pray out loud when you have a meal. And people say, well, I'm going to pray so nobody hears me. I pray so everybody hears me. I don't care anymore. What difference does it make? I'm 67 years old. I love God with all of my heart. I serve the Most High God, and I'm going to do what he wants me to do with the rest of my life, and I'm going to serve him and obey his will to the best of my ability. That's how I see it. So be bold in your faith, guys. And when you see stuff like this crazy article that Austin just read, and I saw it a couple of days ago too. I thought it was a spoof too, but it's not. They're now blaming COVID deaths on the unvaccinated because the COVID people are – okay, I will say something about stress. Stress is linked to pretty much every disease. That's a fact. At least it's linked to heart disease, to diabetes, to cancer. It's linked to all types of immune system disorders. It is because when you get stressed out, your body stops producing digestive enzymes because you go into what's called a fight or flight syndrome, and you want to either run away or you want to get into a fight. The problem when you're under constant stress, all right, your body doesn't produce the enzymes that it needs over a long period of time. You don't digest your food properly. You end up with acid reflux and all kinds of other things. And what ends up happening with that point is you start getting the mineral and vitamin deficiency depletions. And over a period of time, you start losing the antioxidants in your systems. You know, the, you know, the ACEs, the A, the C, the E, the selenium. All of a sudden, you can't digest the nutrients any longer, so you get a deficiency disease coming upon you. You don't get blood clots within a couple of days. That's what you don't get. You don't have strokes within a couple of minutes after you have an you know, injection put into you because of the unbelievable, horrible reaction your body has to it from stress. It has nothing to do with any of that, and when people write stuff like this, it's simply just a complete and total twisting of science and proper medicine. It is. So ignore stuff like that and realize that this is what Austin said, and he's right. They're going to use this quote-unquote scientific study to prove that people need to be vaccinated or it's the unvaccinated fault why other people are dying. I had another friend of mine contact me from Palm Beach and unbelievably sick, hadn't been sick in years, got double vaccinated, hadn't been sick in years. Also, they came down with upper respiratory infection. And I mean, it was a bad one. I mean, it was I mean, it was bad. I mean, almost had to be hospitalized. And finally, you know, I, I told the young lady, I said, look, here's what you need to do. You need to go to the doctor immediately down there and get 50,000 milligrams of vitamin C intravenously. And she did. And all of a sudden it arrested it. 
but it didn't just stop there. She had to go get you know more additional supplements, more this, more that. Very deficient in all kinds of nutrients. And finally, it was able to get arrested. When your body down regulates its own immune system to manufacture spike proteins due to this wretched shot they've given everybody, it's going to really start affecting a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And it's going to do it over a period of time. It really is. It's going to do it over a period of time in which the body, again, is being told it can't produce antibodies. It's being told it can't produce macrophages that are properly tuned in to go in after the viruses. It's going to start – it's going to, it's going to, what's going to happen? And that's why the, the problem with that is – and this is my personal opinion. I believe over time the effects of that shot will wear off. I do believe that, by the way, if it doesn't kill you initially or if you've got a placebo, whatever, if you're blessed enough to have gotten a placebo. But the reality is if you continue to get boosters and boosters and boosters and boosters and boosters to force your body into an mRNA rewrite, you're going to have a problem. It's going to be a really big problem, and you got, and there will be a point sooner or later where you'll be like my buddy who was car salesman. His entire legs were filled with clots, and he almost lost his left foot because of gangrene because of the lack of circulation. They had to go in and strip out the doggone arteries and clean all the clots out of it. So be very, very, very careful with all of this stuff. Make sure you take the, the products like the vitamin E and the cod liver oil and all the things that you know you need to keep the blood thin. And keep that vitamin C low high, six to 8,000 milligrams a day. That's really important in general, especially if you had this doggone clot shot and you were forced into taking it. Just remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will, I will believe in it. I, I will be glad of it. And understand that we have to stay focused and have a positive mindset. A lot of the stuff that we talk about on the show is kind of yucky. I got that. I understand that. That's why I always come back with a solution. And there is only one solution. That's Jesus Christ, period the son of the most high God. There is only one solution that we have, and we have to make sure that we maintain that solution to the best of our abilities. By the way, an Israeli company now, this is another interesting article, they've developed micro-suicide drone swarms that can hunt enemies in urban combat. Uh, Cyberdyne's upon us. Elbit Systems is one of Israel's three largest defense companies, and its new drone, Lanius, can scout and map buildings, flying around small corps through hallways, and it can carry lethal or non-lethal payloads. This model has both surveillance and attack capabilities. A drone mothership could dispatch several landuses and, and identify swarm enemy targets. There's, there is a concern over remote warfare that can, can take militaries less accountable, make militaries less accountable, or can lead to mistakes. In addition, remote warfare via the push of a button can turn it into something that looks like a video game and can diminish the reality of killing of humans. There's a movie. It's called Prometheus. I don't recommend it. It's very graphic. Very dark. Don't recommend it, all right, especially for kids. I've watched it. And they go into this, quote, unquote, research facility, this cyber warfare research facility, and they drop these drones down a shaft, and these drones start mapping out the entire facility and sending it back to the mothership, showing them where everything is in this facility. Full mapping of these drones. Apparently, we now have that technology. Just thought I'd mention that. And, and now we have the ability to map things. And of course, in that mothership that was there, they were trying to find you know, this, 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 this planet. And then they find out pretty quick that that planet was being used for biowarfare research by another species that had taken it off world to prevent it from being spread on their world. It's an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting movie to say the least, but I do not recommend it, especially for children. Also, government has lost its excuse to mandate COVID vaccines as the jabs now are failing to prevent transmission. Dr. Harvey Reich, 
a professor emeritus of epidemiology at Yale University, says that the COVID pandemic emergency has no end date and infringes on our constitutional rights. Dr. Reich explained that masks, social distancing, and lockdowns were based on a theory, but there was no empirical evidence to show that these policies were effective. Dr. Rice said the CDC reported in August 2022 that COVID vaccines cannot be used as a management method for pandemic. The agency said that the two-dose vaccines do not suppress transmission and taking boosters boosters suppresses transmission for a short transient period that wanes. Boosters reportedly offer a benefit for only a month or two. I, by the way, I disagree with all of what he's saying right now. Therefore, there are no grounds for the government to mandate COVID vaccines because they don't prevent transmission. At the same time, the CDC admitted that the COVID vaccines were essentially useless as it sent a loud message to the public to get vaccinated. Again, who's paying the bills for the CDC? Just thought I'd ask that question. Also, the CDC has revealed that 58% of the people who recently died from the COVID were vaccinated. Analysis conducted by the Washington Post Health Newsletter that was based on data from the CDC that showed that 58% of the people who now are dying from COVID in August had received a COVID vaccine. The author of the study said, we can no longer say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Imagine that. They could never have said that. They said, we can no longer say this. They should have never said, was it true? The article neglected to point out that people have been counted as unvaccinated until two weeks after they received the shot. Well, they don't talk about the fact that they come down with COVID because of the vaccine being injected immediately. Some of them die, so it's not counted as a vaccine casualty. The people who whose vaccine status were unknown were also counted as unvaccinated. So the whole thing about this stuff is just playing with statistics and making making things say things that they really don't say. The well, By the way, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario suggested drugging unvaccinated people. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, I got to read you this one. British Columbia, Canada bill, 36 years old, was drafted into the secret and will give the B.C. Minister of Health the ability to appoint college boards that are required pass bylaws maintaining vaccines for any illness that vaccine the government chooses as a condition of keeping professional license. This is Bill number 36. The government may censor anyone challenging its directives and threatens disciplinary action and the potential loss of licenses. Failure to comply could result in the search and seizure of property and blocking the owner from access to their premises. In other words, throw the doctors out, block accesses, seize their bank accounts. If a person provides false or misleading information, they may be fined up to $200,000 and jail for six months for each offense. So if you tell five people basically that you shouldn't be doing this, you're going to be fined up to a million dollars and you may be 30 months in prison. Then they go on to say one other thing that's very disturbing. They say the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario suggests that any unvaccinated patients should be put on psychiatric medication. Wow, does that sound like George Orwell, 1984? And wow, does that sound like what I just talked about, isn't it? About how, you know, we're going to use science now to induce anything we want to induce through pharmacia. I mean, it's just really unreal that you actually look at this and start thinking about these people are actually serious about this. And they're actually thinking about doing it if they're not going to do it up in Canada. I feel sorry for you guys in Canada. I really, really do. I love you guys in Canada. I pray for you every day. But gosh, guys, you got to stand firm against these weirdos and your doggone government. What do you think, Austin, of what's your next story? It's, it's well said. I mean, when they're telling you that 
if you say anything to anybody about vaccines and side effects that you're going to give people heart attacks and that's why people are having heart attacks is because of you saying something and then you got people saying in Canada oh doctors if you uh if if you say anything if you're hesitant about getting shots then we basically need to put you into a psychological rehabilitation center to reinvent your mind like we're in clockwork orange and remind you how the all powerful state is exactly right about everything all the time and you cannot question anything we say so here take these drugs and do this mk ultra platform and you'll be ready to get a shot afterwards i mean my gosh how how far fetch can it get to try to promote something that doesn't even work i mean if if i i would get okay i would understand a little bit more if the pfizer document release hadn't happened this year and there was really a lot of speculation and there's a lot of kind of offset research for what was going on. And a lot of people were saying, well, I saw this person get this. But when Pfizer's own documentation from the company that manufactured the shot said they had to hire 2,400 more staff members to handle the influx of side effects that were being reported during the first clinical trials in 2020 – that right there should give everybody at least a smidgen of a question going, hmm, hmm, is this really something that I want to have injected in my body? Just just a question. Just a question. I'm not saying yes or no. Is this something that I want to have injected in my body? And I think that's the problem that we've, re- we've reached down in the United States is where people no longer have internal critical thinking. There's a lot of people that are walking around now, and they aren't having a conversation in their head about things. I mean, sincerely, they're not thinking about different topics and having a discussion and saying, okay, well, I understand this, I understand that. I mean, I, that's all, I do all the time in my head when I'm doing something, I'm thinking about something. I'm looking at two different topics. I'm going to two different routes. I'm going, oh, well, I see this, see that. Uh, no, this doesn't make sense. Okay, that's my conclusion on it, at least for the time being until I get more research. I think there's a lot of people out there now that do not operate like that anymore. Their brainwashing has been so extensive through the mainstream media and through the MK Ultra mind control device known as the television that they literally just kind of sit around in this potato brain. You know, it's just gotten mashed potatoed. They just kind of sit around and wait for their next directive, wait for their next initiative to be told to them, their next thing they have to do. Oh, this is what we have to do now. Okay, well, CNN said I have to get my six booster. Okay. Mashed potato brain said, go get six booster. Okay, get in the car and go get six booster. I feel like that's what we're dealing with in some cases when you're seeing some of these articles. You know, there's an article the other day that I saw. And I'm just going to bring it up, and I, nobody's getting mad at me about it because I just thought it was very interesting. Kanye West was running his mouth against. He's always ranting about something. Some stuff he says is valid. Other stuff he says is a bit unhinged. I'm not going to lie. And he made a comment about. He said somehow our country has been taken over by you know maybe about 300 Zionists. And a lot of people know the term Zionist is a people that are essentially hardcore Israel supporters or Jewish supporters, which that is your right if that's what you want to do. Everybody has a right to support who they want to support. But I thought it was interesting because immediately after he made this comment, that's all he said about it. He didn't make gross anti-Semitic statements and start saying all Jews are bad or some crazy cockamamie statement like that. That's that's inaccurate. That's a lie. But what's interesting, he said the country is run by about 300 Zionists. 
And every single mainstream news outlet came down on him and basically said that he's a complete and total anti-Semitic nightmare and he can't be making anti-Semitic statements like this and that everything he's saying now is anti-Semitically based. And I thought, wait a minute, this is the United States still, okay? We still operate on the First Amendment. He made made no threat. He made no derogatory statement towards somebody that basically stated, you know, I'm going to do you great bodily harm. He never made any statement like that. Why is it to say why is it anti-Semitic or anti-Jewish to say 300 Zionists are running the U.S.? If it was inaccurate, wouldn't you say that's misinformation, fake news? That's a lie. Wouldn't you say that? That's just it's a lie. Kanye West is lying again. He's putting out misinformation. Why would you say that's anti-Semitic if it's true? Well, if it's true, then how is it anti-Semitic? It's just a true statement. And I, I don't want people sending me emails about your all oh, this and that. I'm just bringing up a question, both sides. If I come out and I say the NFL and the NBA, primarily athletes are primarily African-American because they're such good athletes and they're extremely tall and they're extremely athletic and they're really, really good and they dominate those sports. There's nothing racial about stating that. That's a very fact. I, I can't play basketball. I can't jump at all. I played basketball before some of those guys. And I'm, it's, it's a joke. It's, I mean, it's a joke. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to go home now. There's nothing racial about saying that. That's a fact. It's like saying that some of the most successful, some of the fastest, some of the most reliable automobiles in Europe are operated by German manufacturers. There's nothing racist about that. That's a factual statement. If I say that there's individuals that are operating certain elements of Hollywood and the media and all types of other publications, why all of a sudden is that now anti-Semitic? It's just stating a fact. And what's interesting about this now, I found this really disturbing almost on this article that I saw from Breitbart where, again, they're making claims of Kanye West making an anti-Semitic statement because he said there's 300 Zionists operating this. And I thought to myself, you know… Why is is it now that we've reached a point where you can't have an open dialogue or discussion because if you bring up a certain group of individuals, it does not matter if it's a completely factual statement. Now all of a sudden, if you even make that statement, you're essentially a racist, which is what the, they try to say anti-Semitic means. And I, I mean this sincerely because I know this is happening a lot in the Christian world as well. The United States of America – In order to form a more perfect union and establish a constitutional republic, made sure that the Bill of Rights started with the First Amendment, which is essentially the freedom to assemble, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, and the ability to be able to talk freely. If we start allowing ourselves to reach a point to where we can't make comments about a certain race or gender or ethnicity, and not I don't mean in a derogatory, disrespectful manner, simply stating that this is something that's going on with this area, this is something that's going on with this, you know, ethnicity, this race, this religion, this creed. If you make a statement about that, there's nothing wrong with it. Now you start making comments about you have to go kill somebody or you don't like them or you hate them. Now that's that's not really nice. You know, it's really not. And that's something that you gotta be careful of because now you're starting to incite violence and there's other things that can come about that. But be very cautious on what you're actually listening to and a lot of the media and even the alternative media. Because when people start saying Christianity is completely on limits. I can disrespect Jesus Christ. I can talk about God Almighty and Yahweh and Yeshua, and I can make jokes about it in the mainstream media and movies. And every single facet of it, I can disrespect it. But if I say anything about Muhammad or Muslims, well, that's 
pretty much a death penalty. You've seen that happen now repeatedly. Be very cautious because if you start seeing some of these alt media companies and they start going on this train to where you can disrespect and talk about anybody else you want, but there's only a certain subset of individuals that is forbidden. And if you say anything about them, now essentially you're a racist or you're anti-Semitic or any of those statements. Be very cautious about here listening to because that means they're telling you who you can and can't talk about and who you can and can't criticize and the duty of the republic, the duty of the citizens is to keep things in line and have an open discussion. If I have a problem about something, I want to be able to sit down with somebody and say, hey, listen, what do you think about this? This is a problem that I'm finding, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a correlation here. What are your thoughts on this? I kind of have an issue with it. I want to get your opinion. That is a true open dialogue, and that is a true open discussion. These are the things that people have to start remembering are crucial to a republic and are crucial to a society, a civilized society. Because when you start telling somebody you can't talk about this person, you can't talk about this person, these people are okay, but this person's not, you start doing exactly what the American patriots absolutely hated in this country, and that was you're supporting tyranny. You can talk about this person, but you can't talk about King George. You can talk about that, and you can talk about the jesters, but you can't talk about the Redcoats. Be very, very cautious. But I wanted to bring that up today because I saw that article, and Breitbart was jumping all over Kanye because he called out 300 Zionists. When I thought to myself, well, if it's fake news and it's a lie, why don't they just call it misinformation? If it's truth and it's accurate, how is that now anti-Semitic if it's an accurate statement? Pick and choose, Breitbart. Which one are you going to go with? Because quite frankly, my, my, my statement on that is if you're going to talk out of both sides of your mouth, you already know what the Bible says about that. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. You talk out of both sides of your mouth all the time. You're talking about this and you talk about that. And you talk about this and you talk about that. Pick one and stay along the lines and go along the middle and talk about each side that you need to address whenever you need to address it. That's at least my opinion on it, Dad. What do you think? Well, I can honestly say the Ted Austin Brower show is the equal opportunity offender. Uh, we, we, we offend everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, we, and we talked about it the other day. I mean, this is a controversial show. I mean, we don't we don't. We don't sulk away and not address issues. I mean, I'd be honest with you, I'd rather never talk about Zionism just because of the blowback you get. And I'd rather never talk about, you know, the third rail of politics, which is Israel. I'd never, I've never really talked about that. But I'm going to say this again, and I'm going to make it very, very clear, and I've made it very clear in multiple shows. The vast majority of the Jewish people are not involved in any kind of conspiracy or any kind of new world order or any kind of anything. They're going to be left alone. They just, they've had enough of being, you know, run, run against the rail. It's the international Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan, weirdos that run the planet. The ancient ones are controlled by the ancient Babylonian religions and the ancient religions of the Canaanites who worship Baal and Moloch and Asherah. That's who runs the planet. They, they just use the, the Jews as a scapegoat, to be honest with you, because the vast majority of Jews have nothing to do with any of this stuff. The Bible calls it, says it this way. They claim to be Jews, but they are not Jews. It says they are the synagogue of Satan. And, and, and we've got to be clear with that. Because we don't want to single out any country or any nation or any group of people as being bad. You can't say that, you know, Vladimir Putin is a bad person because you may not know everything that he's doing and what he's done and what he's done wrong and what he's done right. And you can't call yourself an anti-Russianite because you say something bad about Putin or an anti-Germanite or an anti-Frenchite you know, Frenchite or an anti-Spanishite. It's just stupid. They use labels to censor speech. That's how they do it because this quote-unquote 
Kabbalist Luciferian sect that runs the international banking cartel. It was brought into the international banking cartels through Jacob Frank back in the 1700s. They brought the Rothschilds in. And when, the, of course, they weren't Rothschild, then it was Moses Bauer. He had a red shield in front of his office, and they called it the Rothschild, Red Shield, and he changed his name to Rothschild. And so it's just the whole thing is you got to look at history. You got to look at ancient history. You got to go all the way back. We are under control of an ancient Canaanite cult from thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago before Israel was ever formed, before Abraham was ever selected by God. It's the same group. It goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 6 and Noah and the flood. It's the same group that's been running the planet since then. So you can't categorize it. It's only the Jews. No, it's not. Don't say stuff like that. Or it's only the Germans. No, it's not. Or it's only the Russians or the Chinese. No, it's not. It's the international cabal of Luciferian Satanists who do all this weird stuff. Look at this weird stuff now. With this, that's why I'm not going to. I'm not going to read it. With all these weird child pictures, this one woman put out now, who's this big designer, and Hollywood's not even trying to, you know, deny that she's doing it or trying to stand against it, including Nicole Kidman, whose father was part of that Ninth Circle Satanic Ring, from what I've read, in Australia. So there's some weird stuff going on all over the world, and we got to realize who runs the planet, and we're under the control of the ancient Canaanite religions. And and once you get that and you see it. And you understand it, you start, wait, wait a minute, it's, it's not this, it's not that, but it is the group of people that is running the international banking cartels. It is the bloodline families that were selected years and years ago. I did a whole show on this last week you know, because of their DNA, and their DNA could have been modified, and it probably was, to that of the evil one, so they'd be more easily possessed and controlled. All of this stuff is so stinking weird, I don't want to talk about any of it, but it's just what it is. And, and once you start looking at it and start seeing it, and you start seeing the patterns, that's the one thing that I do really well. I do it very, very well. I read a lot. I see you know, dozens, sometimes a hundred articles a day, depending on how much time I have. And I start seeing patterns develop, you know, like with code recognition. I, and I see these patterns, and you start seeing the same pattern over and over and over and over again. And it always leads to the same conclusion. If you got enough chutzpah, enough testosterone, enough guts, we call it that way, to tell the truth. It's like when I start talking about Klaus Schwab, and, I, and you guys love it when I do that, by the way. I get so many emails on that. But, but the point is, he's just a puppet for the World Economic Forum. He's just a puppet for the New World Order. He's just a puppet for the ancient Canaanite religions. That's all he is. And once you understand who's in charge, I mean, Hillary, Clinton, and Podesta, and them going out and putting in emails, they're going to go up to the attic and get the rabbit's foot out and go out and sacrifice a chicken to Moloch in the backyard. Who talks like that? These people do because they're weirdos. They're perverts. They're a bunch of, bunch of nutbags. And so once we understand it's that group from thousands and thousands of years ago that has influenced world history, it goes right back to the fallen angels and the evil ones. And some people say, what do you mean by the fallen angels? Call them aliens if you want. They came from another place when they tried to do a coup d'etat on God. What, whatever vernacular you need to use to get it through your head as who these guys are and what they've done and how they've influenced world opinions. It's like UFOs. They've been around for a long, long time. The Bible talks about them. And we need to realize that, you know – We've got to stand on the word of God. The only solution we have is Jesus Christ. I mentioned this in my first segment here today. And, and you know, we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It says in Ephesians, when all else fails, you've got to stand. You've got to stand against these things and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So when Kanye West says there's 300 Zionists that run the United States and he starts listing them as heads of corporations, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I just got to sit back and go, okay, well, why don't we address that statement and look at these 300 people and make a decision whether or not he's telling the truth or not rather than calling him an, a racist. And, and that's exactly what Austin was trying to say, and I would agree with that too. And, and it goes on even more than that. Drudge posted an article yesterday from the Jerusalem Post. I'm just going to read you the article, and you guys just make of it as you wish. It says, anti-Semite of the year, the top three finalists. 
disgraced rapper Kanye West is in the head in the lead to win the dishonorable title by watchdog group Stop Anti-Semitism. Voting for the finalists is open until December the 11th. This is an article by Haley Cohen, (laughs) C-O-H-E-N. Disgraced rapper Kanye West is the lead to win the dishonorable title of the Anti-Semite of the Year by a group that tracks Jewish hate. The other two finalists for the watchdog anti-Semitic group is basically Mohammed Hadid, the father of supermodels Gigi and Bella Hadid, and Joe Miradio, two, second, head of the white supremacist group called Group the Goyim Defense League. Though these three men promote anti-Semitism from three different directions, they are equally as dangerous as Stop Anti-Semitism Executive Director Laura Rez, R-E-Z. Together, they have all been catastrophic for the well-being Jewish people in the United States in 2022. There are no Jewish safe spaces. The current state of Jew hatred is running rampant with no end in sight through these three men. Though these three men, they are equally dangerous. Now, I, I, I read you this, and you guys, I, I've posted this on the Health Bastards website. So I want you to read through it. I'm, I'm going I'm to read that to you without making any comment on it. Now, here's another one. How this is a Yahoo News, and this is by Alexander Nazarian, the senior White House correspondent. And he goes, how anti-Semitism became an American crisis. He goes, Jews have always been fleeing, but America was the country for which Jews would never have to flee. They fled from Eastern Europe. They fled from Germany, from the Soviet Union, as my family did in the 1980s. And they settled in the, on the lower east side of Manhattan and in West Philadelphia. They opened delis in Denver and Indianapolis. And they went to Ivy League colleges and played in the NFL. And now suddenly, after all this time, after so many waves of assimilation and acceptance, after Seinfeld and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, many American Jews have come to feel like strangers in their own home. America was our promised land, but we might not be safe here anymore, the artist Deborah Koss recently wrote, expressing a sentiment that is increasingly voiced in synagogues where armed guards are now commonplace at the Shabbat tables where younger American Jews are suddenly facing anxieties that had supposedly been expunged generations ago. Not so. One of America's most successfully assimilated minorities is being yanked out of its hard-won comfort zone, astonishing Jewish scholars and religious leaders as well as extremists. Experts have, will see a sharp spike in anti-Semitism as a symptom for deeper social malaise that could threaten other groups, the American democracy itself. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys read. I'm going to post this one on the Health Masters website, too, unless you read through that one. And, and again, I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to be very blunt again. The vast majority of Jews are not involved in this, period. Now, they're not Christians. They haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's obvious, all right? And if you convert to Judaism as a Christian— and you become a Jew, you have to renounce the virgin birth, you have to renounce Jesus, you have to renounce all of that stuff in order to, cons- to convert. This is exactly what Donald Trump's you know, daughter did. But the reality is this. We've also got Muslims in this country, and we have Hindus in this country, and we have Buddhists in this country, and we have all kinds of other religious groups in this country, and everybody just needs to live at peace. They really do. But the groups that are out there that are doing this stuff, who are running the international banks, who are running – the groups in controlling the media and forcing this propaganda, this communist think tank propaganda from the Frankfurt School and all of us, whether a Kanye West is exposing them, whether they're a, a, you know, a Zionist or whether they're a Christian or whether they're a agnostic or whether they're an atheist, they need to be exposed, period. They need to be exposed. And so instead of hammering Kanye West for what he's saying, why don't we examine the people that he's calling out to see what they really do believe, to see how they really control things, if they really do control things. Why don't we have an intellectual dialogue that's going to be academic and also fair on both sides and make a decision after we hear all of the facts? That's, that's how I look at all of this stuff because what ends up happening is if you don't do that, you get into a situation where everything always is going to be one person's fault or another person's fault, and you start blaming everything on one group or one other group or whatever. So just 
try your best to walk in peace and in love with everybody. That's what we try to do on the show. But we will, we will call everything out, and we will try to do the best we possibly can of trying to say, hey, this person is a Zionist. Well, what does a Zionist mean? What, what does that mean? This person wants to be building a third temple. Well, what does that mean? Well, this person believes that the Antichrist is going to be resurrected and going to come out like the book of Thessalonians says and declare himself God from a third temple. Okay, what does that mean? Does that mean they're controlling the course of the world through their international banking cartels to establish that kingdom of the Antichrist? Well, the Bible says the kingdom of the Antichrist is going to be here in the book of Revelation. So we seem to be aware of all of that stuff and understand that we have to do what we need to do as Christians and stand firm. And we need to love one another. That's the most important thing is to love one another. By the way, a bad news for um, Oath Keepers Rhodes. He's guilty of January 6th sedition conspiracy. This is this is a big deal for him, by the way. Um, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes was convicted Tuesday of sedition conspiracy for a violent plot to overturn President Joe Biden's election, handing the Justice Department a major victory in a massive prosecution of the January 6th insurrection, which I don't think was an insurrection. I think it was a massive protest. Uh, remember, there were no armed people running around with guns here, except for the police. A Washington, D.C. jury found Rhodes guilty of sedition after three days of deliberations in a nearly two-month-long trial that showcased the far-right extremist group's effort to keep Republican Donald Trump in the White House at all costs. Rhodes was acquitted of two other conspiracy charges. A co-defendant, Melly Kelly Miggs, who led the anti-government group's Florida chapter, was also convicted of sedition conspiracy, while three other associates were cleared of the charge. Jurors found all five defendants guilty of obstruction of an official proceeding. Congress certification of Biden's electoral victory. I'm not going to make any more comments on this, but uh, we need to pray for these guys because this is serious. They can be in prison for 20 years for this. And, uh, and I find it all very sad that this is going on right now in the United States of America. Austin, what do you think, my friend? And what's the final thing? And guys, I love you. Good talk to you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is, as far as I'm concerned, been a complete and total hatchet job of a huge, huge portion of the United States Americans. Um, I've told you guys before, there were people that were involved there at that riot at that protest that were acting completely out of line. Some of them vandalized stuff. Some of them broke windows. Some of them stole stuff. And I have never, not one single time, ever supported that type of behavior, period. I don't like thieves. I don't like vandals. I've had stuff stolen from me. I've had stuff, you know, basically vandalized. I don't like it. It's a horrible feeling. However, there's also the concept of a right to legally protest. And when you start seeing an event that you now know, we now know, was completely and totally embedded with federal agents and confidential informants intentionally to try to set people up for this exact scenario. And you're now saying that somebody that was there that was essentially maybe reaching by saying he was inciting a riot or he was, you know, disturbing the peace, so forth. And you're now saying that basically seditious conspiracy. I mean, these are strong statements and strong charges to put on somebody. And yeah, I mean, I think the penalty on that's 20 years in prison for conspiracy uh, to commit sedition. And I mean, what's interesting about this is that a charge like that hasn't even been handed down in like over 40 years when I read. And then it was like one time. This is back like Civil War era charges, by the way. This, this is like rare, rare, rare stuff to go back on. This is not even a common charge that you ever hear about in the United States. And what this has done, and I've said this from the beginning, this is one giant, horrific theater show theater performance by the FBI and by the Department of Justice in order to quell any and all dissent from anyone that questions a narrative about what happened with the stolen election. That is all this was. There is no legitimate reason to be throwing people in prison for years and years and years on end for going to a protest and walking around and taking photos. 
period. There's no justifiable reason. When you have California releasing pedophiles after being in jail for a year, known pedophiles that were involved in lewd and lascivious acts of a child under 14 years old. You can look that up. That was just on Daily Mail yesterday. Over like 7,000 individuals, perpetrators that have been set in prison were, have been released now for literally a year or less of their sentence. And they're in prison. They were sentenced for multiple years, released for a year or less. And a lot of them were all types of explicit charge. I'm not even going into detail on the show. And yet you're saying people that are being charged with you know criminal trespassing on capital grounds are getting a year served. You're doing a year in prison. This is complete and total tyranny run amok. And it's absolutely horrific to see this happening here in the United States. And uh, quite frankly, it's sad to me to see this happening. Also to be praying for everyone, a lot of people down in Southern Alabama and also in Mississippi right now, uh, they supposedly were supposed to have a big storm coming in and this storm turned into a monster storm and I'm having 23 tornadoes touch down in Mississippi and Alabama, ripping through and destroying numerous houses. I mean, tons and tons of areas. And a lot of people have been left you know, without houses now and uh, be praying for a lot of those people and reaching out, supporting them if you know anybody over there. This is very strange again. As you know, my opinion on weather warfare has not changed. I've done the research all the way back to the 90s with the U.S. Air Force and all the way back to Vietnam. Weather warfare is a very real thing. If you don't believe me, please do your own research before you argue with me on it. And to see this is very strange. In pretty much almost the beginning of December, we got a storm that hits, has 23 tornadoes touched down in one night. Very, very bizarre. But reach out to anybody you know over there and check on them right now. Thank you again for the continued support for Health Masters. Keep keeping up the fight, my friends. Stay strong on this. Stay healthy. Stay alert. Keep using and making wise decisions on people you talk to, places you go. We had a detailed discussion on that yesterday because I can tell you right now from what we saw with January 6th, the FBI and the confidential informants, there is no limit to their hypocrisy of what they will do in order to try to get people involved in stuff so they can say they foiled a plan. Always be aware of that. Healthmasters.com, HGH Stimulate, on sale for product of the week. Thank you for your continued support. You'll have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I appreciate you guys, and thank you for your positive emails I've been getting over the week. Have an awesome evening, and I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. 